God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. In the name of Jesus Christ. Gracious Father, we are grateful to you for a time like this. And we ask that your word will cause a transformation in our life. Now, in the name of Jesus. The Lord spoke to me. Where I went for a personal set-apart within this period of uh, Christmas and New Year. And said that 2022 is going to be a year of unprecedented fruitfulness. God, God's intention for every man from the time he created man is that we should be fruitful and multiply. He spoke to Adam and Eve in Genesis 1 verse 26. No, 28. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. After the flood, he spoke to Noah in Genesis chapter 9 verse 1 and said, be fruitful and multiply. And then he spoke to Jacob at his encounter with him in Genesis 35 verse 11. The same thing, be fruitful and multiply. And then Jesus spoke to the disciples in John 15 verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. John 15, 16. Why did I choose you? I chose you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit will last. And that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Let's read that verse. Open to that verse if you are with your Bible. John chapter 15, verse 16. You may look at the screen if you have not gotten there so that we can... Read it together. One to go. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you that you should go out and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. One of the greatest secrets of answers to prayers is fruitfulness. When your life is bringing forth fruit to God, he said, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Fruitlessness is an offense to God. In this same John chapter 15 verse 1, Jesus spoke and said that I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Look at verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. He doesn't tolerate fruitlessness. I am divine and you are the branches. My father is the husband man. And every branch that beareth not fruit, what does he do to that branch, please? He taketh it away. He cannot see a branch without fruit and leave it there. May you not be a fruitless vine. May you be a branch with fruit in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, and every branch... 
that beareth fruit, he purged it. Why is he purging it? So that it may bring forth more fruit. So he is ever thirsty for more fruit. That even if you are bearing fruit, he will still come and want to purge your life, sanctify your life to have more and more fruit. In Luke 13, Luke 13, from verse 8 to 13, Jesus gave a parable. He said, a man has planted a vine tree in his vineyard. And then, he came looking for fruit on it for three years. He couldn't see. And he said to the vine dresser, cut it down. Look at it, verse 7. Listen, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this victory and haven't, haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it even waste the soil? There's no reason why this tree should be wasting the soil. Cut it down. Anyone who is not bearing fruit for God will be cut down. Because fruitlessness is offense to God. He cannot tolerate it. He is demanding and looking for fruits in your life. And I prophesy to you that even if in the past years you have not been fruitful, in this new year, 2022, you shall be fruitful. In the name of Jesus. I used to challenge believers with the very command and commission of Jesus to us in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make all nations my disciples. And so I will ask you, Jesus said, go and make disciples. From January to December, how many disciples of Christ have you made? And sometimes you hear the person asking, do you mean preaching and all of that? I say, no. No, I'm not talking about leaves. Jesus, in Mark 11, verse 12 to 14, was walking and saw a fig tree with leaves. Thinking that there were fruit there, he went near to collect fruit and there was no fruit. The Bible says he cursed that fig tree and said, nobody should eat from you again. And it dried up instantly. He was seeing leaves all over. And what are leaves? Leaves are religious activities. What are fruits? Fruit are souls that you have won. How many souls did you win for Christ in 2021? We are in 2022. When did you give your life to Christ? How many years now? Five years? Three years? Four years? How many souls can you point and say, number one, number two, number three, are by the reason of my fruitfulness, they were brought into the kingdom. That is the fruit. Are you understanding the meaning of the fruit? Leaves is singing. Leaves, praying, fasting. All the religious activities are leaves. The fruits and the one that will last. He said, I, you did not choose me. I chose you that you should go and bring forth fruit that will last. Not winning soul last year and this year the soul has gone back. That is not a soul that lasts or fruit that lasts. Are you following me? So Jesus, he said, go and make disciples. Go and win souls. Make them my disciples. I used to challenge believers. I said, when he will return back, he will be asking for you, from you, how many disciples did you make? 
You may tell story and say, eh, but I was attending discipleship class. I was uh, in the choir. I was in a worker. I was this, I was that. All of those stories are not the answer to the question. You might have done so many activities. You might have sang, praised, and prayed, but you have not brought any soul into the kingdom of God. You are fruitless. And I reverse that trend in your life today. In the name of Jesus Christ. This year shall be different for you. You will rise up from fruitlessness unto fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus Christ. A month will not pass without you bringing soul to the Lord. If you believe that, say a better amen. Turn your Bibles to Mark chapter... Okay, let's read Matthew first. Matthew chapter 13. There's a story Jesus told in that passage about the, the sower. He said, a sower went out to sow, verse 3. Verse 4 said, when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places when they had not much earth, and forthwith they spr sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no roots, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into the good ground and brought forth fruit. Some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Verse 9, who has ears to hear, let him what? Hear. Now look at the interpretation in verse 18. Hear ye, therefore, the parable of the sower. I'm reading verse 19 now. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receiveth seed by the wayside. But he that Receiveth the seed into the stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon, that is immediately with joy, receiveth it. Yet had he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. And the care of this word and the deceitment of riches shook the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that received the seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some and hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Now, hold that scripture. I want you to look at, hold it, we are coming back to it quickly. Look at Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Are you there? Now look at it. If you are not there, look at the screen. He said, now, the parable, that same parable we read in Matthew, was repeated in Luke. But I like the way Luke puts the, the interpretation of the seed. Look at it. What is the seed? The seed is what? Is the word of God. Now go back to Matthew. Please listen carefully. The seed 
that produces fruit in the life of a man is what? The word of God. When you see any man, any woman that is fruitful for God, and God will say, this man, this brother, this sister is fruitful. What it means is that the seed has been planted in his life, grown with success, germinated, and is now bearing fruit. Do you expect to harvest maize when you have not planted maize? Do you expect a mango tree to rise up here and begin to produce mango when there is no mango seed? Brothers and sisters, the seed is the word of God. You don't expect righteousness from a man when the seed of the word of God that will bring forth righteousness has not been sown in his life. And of course, you know that you cannot bring a soul into the kingdom if the seed of the word of God has not first of all brought you into the kingdom. The seed is the word of God. The sower went out to sow, but the seed that he was sowing is the word of God. And listen, when a man that is sowing a seed, a farmer, for example, is sowing, let's say, one cup, one cup, this, uh, what they call cigarette cup, of maize, sowed it into a farm, and then another farmer carried one drone of maize, sowed into his own farm. Which of them will have a greater harvest? The quantity of the seed that came into your life determines the amount of fruit that will come out of your life. So many Christians, their lives are empty. They go to where they prophesy to them, nothing wrong with prophecy. Where they pray for them, nothing wrong with prayer. But the seed is not prayer. The seed is not prophecy, just prophecy. The seed is what? The word of God. If you are not taking the word of God serious in your own personal life, you are, see, listen, the seed is not the word of man. The seed is not just maybe when somebody opened the Bible and read, and after reading, they ask you, what did you understand? He said, I did not understand anything. I just see a story. That is not the seed. You have not captured the seed. The word of God. The Bible said the word of God is living and powerful. Hebrew 4 verse 12. And is he, sharper than any two-edged sword. He can pierce to the dividing of the soul and the spirit. That is what brings transformation of life. What you see today that people are talking about Christians or ministers that this person is a Christian but his life is not correct and all of that is just as a result of the fact that the word of God has not been released you know, into that life enough to sanctify. John 17, 17 says sanctify them by thy truth. Your word is truth. So what brings sanctification in the life of a man is the word. Psalm chapter 119 verse 9 to 11 said how shall a young man make his way clean? He said, by ordering his steps according to your word. With my whole heart have I sought you, O God. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word have I hidden in my heart so that I will not sin against you. That is to say, when the word of God is not just on your daughter, but in your heart, then you have gotten an immunity to sin. Temptations will stay calm, but you will not fall. And that's when you are being positioned for fruitfulness. 
The seed is the word. Those of us that are singing, the seed is not singing. What is the seed, please? The word. If you are singing and your life is empty of the word, the word of God is not established in your life. You will sing and you will not bring forth fruit. Children and teenagers that are listening to me, the seed is the word of God. You must be ready to pay attention anytime the word of God is being preached or taught. And then those of us that are adults and youth, you must make extra and deliberate effort to study the word of God. When a man is not taking the study of the word of God serious, when you wake up in the morning, you just say one kind of empty prayer and you are rushing out for money, for money. Money that has killed people and that has taken people away far from God. Jesus called it mammon. A God competing with your heart. Competing with God for your heart. And you will not read the word of God. I have met an average born against tongue-speaking believer. Do you read your Bible every day? No. That's the common answer. On Sunday morning, they will feel church worshiping and speaking in tongues. But they cannot bend down and study the word of God every day. Excuse me. That is one of the reasons why many, many believers are fruitless. Because the seed is not there. What is the seed, please? The seed is the word of God. If you will bring forth fruit today, then the seed has to be sown in your life today. If you will bring forth fruit tomorrow, then the seed will be sown in your life tomorrow. How many times have you met people and the Spirit of God will say to you, preach the gospel to this person. Maybe you are in the bus and that, you know, prompting will come, preach. But you notice that you are afraid. You are ashamed. You cannot preach. What you are lacking is the seed. The seed has not been sown in your life. When the word of God comes and has his own place established in your life, fear will leave you. Shame will leave you. And you will be declaring Christ by your life and by your word everywhere you are and that is when you begin to see fruits coming to your life nobody ever reaps where he has not sown you cannot harvest when you have not planted if there is no seed there will be no fruit where is the seed in your life where is the commitment to gather the seed the word into your life diligently on daily basis if you are not doing that personally then you will have problem bearing fruit Last Sunday, our brother spoke to us on determined to bring forth fruit. It's not only just determination. Thank God for determination. But the practical things that will lead you to there is what we are looking at today. You must be committed to seed. Every day, tell your neighbor, neighbor, do you want to bring forth fruit? Then you must be committed to the seed. You must gather the seed into your life by all means on daily basis. Now, the first particular people that Jesus described that received the word, the sower went out to sow, and the word fell on about four grounds. And that ground is talking about the heart of man, the human heart. The first one is the wayside heart. And how do you understand that? When he was interpreting the uh, parable, he said... The wayside heart is he that heareth the word and understandeth it not. He heard the word, but he did not what? Understand it. Who is that person? First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 showed us who that person is. The kind of person that will not understand the word. That is a wayside heart. Let's look at it. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. If you are not 
They look at the screen. Let's read together. One to go. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit. Why? For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are what? Let me see it from the other version quickly. Let's go now. But the natural man does not what? Welcome what comes from this God spirit. Because it is what? Foolishness to him. He is not able to know it since it is evaluated. If you read it with NIV, Living Bible, you will see that knowing there, he referred it to as understanding. There are two persons that the wayside heart is referring to. One is somebody who is an unbeliever, who has not given his life to Christ. It's the natural man. He cannot understand the word of God. He cannot understand the things of the spirit, especially when he has blocked his heart with all kinds of, you know, theories and he's not open to the word. And then the believer that has a worldly heart, you are born again, but you are still being attracted and drawn to the world. First John chapter 2 verse 15 says, do not love the world nor the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He said, for all that is in the world, they are the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. He said, they are not from the Father, and the world is passing away with its lust. But he that doeth the will of God, he abideth forever. James 4 verse 4, you adulterer and adulteresses, know you not that Friendship with the world is an enmity with God. Whoever, therefore, wishes to be a friend of this world, what does he do? He makes himself an enemy of God. You still want to dress like the world dress. You still want to speak, talk like the world talk. Their music, you are still enjoying the music of the world. You will sing Christian music and you will sing worldly music. You will dance Christian music. You will dance worldly music. You will watch film acted by Christians. Then you also go and watch corrupt films acted by unbelievers. Double life. Such kind of person can never ever understand. His heart is wayside. Any house that is built on the wayside is a victim of many things. Dust, when vehicles are passing, number one. Number two, people can come in and drop their load and say, let me keep this and I'm coming back. Anybody can come and drop his load, his problem, his trouble, and you keep thinking, your heart cannot concentrate. Accidents, if it happens, will it happen to a house inside? Where does it happen? Judas was such a man. His leg is inside the church, and the other leg is where? They will have disciples meeting, he will attend. After disciples meeting, he will attend another kind of meeting where he will say, what will you give me so that I will betray him? I will hand him over to you. That's the kind of heart that can never ever understand. It's a wayside heart. Any word of God that you are, you know, sowing or spreading across such heart is wasted. Your heart has been captured by money, like Judas. And you can do anything, including betraying Christ, including compromising your faith, including lying in order to get money. You can jeopardize your relationship with God. You can cut short your quiet time. You can suspend your prayer life because you are pursuing money. 
such kind of heart can never make progress with God. And they hardly bring forth fruit unto the kingdom. That's the first heart. The second heart, he said, they are those that heard the word of God. That's the stony heart. Look at verse 20 of Matthew, 19, Matthew 13. But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word and immediately with joy receiveth it. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? I'm reading Matthew 13, 20. He said, verse 21, Yet has he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. This is the kind of heart that, first of all, look at it. He has soil. The seed is sown. And then it sprang up, but it doesn't have root because the ground, the heart is hard, stony. This is a heart that has formed opinion about everything. Eh? When you want to talk about anything, he will tell you his personal opinion about it. He said, well, the Bible says something like that, but I don't think I believe that. This is what I believe. We don't follow all of those things, all of those theories and all of that. And so the Bible said, this is he that has received the word. Of course, he will receive the word with joy. Oh, how was that program? How was that message? The message was fine. I was blessed. Oh, the man of God was preaching. My heart was full of joy. He receives the word with joy. But the Bible says, because he doesn't have root in himself. Did you see when we read it? I'm asking you a question. He doesn't have what? Roots where in himself. He doesn't have roots in himself. What is root? The root of every plant is that part of the plant that is personal to the plant. That's number one. No two plants has one root. Then number two, the root is the part of the plant that is connected to the soil through which it will keep on receiving what? Nutrients. Am I correct? Answer me, am I correct? And then again, the root of the plant is invisible. True of us. So what is the root? It is your personal relationship with God. Anytime you are hearing the word of God, listen, what will determine whether you will bear fruit by the reason of that seed that is coming to you is going to be the level of your personal attention that you are giving to God. Number one, your personal relationship. And then number two, the personal attention you are going to pay to that word that you have received. You are not getting me. Listen. He said that when persecution and tribulation arose because of the word. Did you see when we read it? Did you see when we read it? Let me give you a practical example. If we teach you now 
the priority of discipleship. Where Peter said to Jesus, in Mark chapter 10, verse 28, Lo, we have left all and have followed you. And we said, this is the priority of discipleship, leaving everything and following Christ. And say, how many of you are ready to leave everything? And then we sing the song, all other things can wait, and all of that. That is the word coming. That is the seed coming to you. Now, when the persecution and tribulation will come because of that word, is when there is a demand for you to be where Christ wants you to be. And then your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your business will be demanding you out of it. That is, the, the word that you had is being tempted. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? You are not getting me. You see, one of us yesterday sent me a text that he will not be able to come for the, um, the meeting we had, the leaders' uh, meeting we had. He said the reason is because he is going for a walk, and um, he has promised the person that he will come for the walk. I was not, you know, disturbed about the test. I just sent him a text message and said that Christ sacrificed his life for us to be saved. And everything about this Christianity is sacrifice. All the people that are going to be in this meeting yesterday, they have sacrificed one thing or the other to be there. Nobody is idle. Nobody is a mumu. All of us have things that we are to do, and we have sacrificed it to be there. You too, you have to sacrifice your own. Except you are not on the pathway of Christianity. Sacrifice. It was not long I saw him in the meeting. I didn't answer him when he was, speaking my, when he was calling me. You see, it is easier for you to preach. It's easier for you to even, you know, listen to the word, jot down. And when the word of God is coming forth, you are happy, you are rejoicing. What root do you have? What is your personal relationship with God? There are some of us here, you cannot pray for good one hour personally. You cannot stand like this and pray and one hour will pass. I asked a brother one day, how long can you pray? Or say five minutes. I asked, you mean that you cannot pray beyond five minutes? He said yes. Some of you used to pray more than two hours before, but today, activities of life has reduced your two hours prayer life to only 30 minutes. Some of you less than 30 minutes. Your root is shallow. You will not bring forth fruit. Your heart doesn't have roots. Your personal relationship with God is so shallow. You can't even know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of your mind. Confusion everywhere. And then the attention, the particular attention you will pay to the word that you are hearing now. When we finish today's meeting and sing and go, out of all the people that are here listening to me, if we are 100, you will notice that it is maybe about 10 that will go back to their note if they have note. Check your neighbor. Know whether your neighbor have a note. Check your neighbor now. Uh -uh. The people that will go back to their note and meditate on it again and pray, have some personal attention given to what they are hearing now. They are the people that are developing roots around that particular word that is coming against the day of persecution because of the word. The Bible says when the sun rises, they are scorched. The sun will always rise. It's a natural phenomenon. It will always come up every day. Is a time.
Some of you that are hearing the word sisters that are yet to marry. You heard that you should not marry unbeliever. You heard that you should marry as a disciple that your marriage will glorify God. You have heard it. Have you given it a thought? Have you, what is the level of your spiritual life when the temptation will come at that point? And then you see yourself, you know, compromising the standard of Christianity to your own, you know, loss. What is your root? What is your personal relationship with God like? What is your prayer life like? What is your quiet time like? How do you give attention to the things of God personally? Personally. The public life of so many believers is so much that when you look at their personal life, you'll be wondering whether these people... Listen, you know that if a, a man wants to build five-story building, that he has to dig a very big foundation. Two of us. Eh? Any tree you see that is high, the root is also deep. Two of us. If I ask you now, how many of you want God to use you mightily? You will raise your two hands. But what of the root? What is your root? If God will use you beyond the Enugu, Enugu, your prayer life must rise beyond the Enugu. Some of you are expecting God to use you internationally. But the, the principalities that are, you are going to conquer by your root, eh? You have not even conquered Ologo Quarters powers by your prayer life. No. You must develop your root. You must grow personally and give personal attention to the word of God. And then the next one said, verse 22, He also that received the seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. The care of this world. I would like you to see the Luke version of it. Look at Luke chapter 8. That's the, I like the way Luke put it. Chapter 8 verse... Um, Verse 14. Luke 8, 14. Are you there? Look at the screen if you are not there. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with what? Cares, number one. And number two, riches. And number three, pleasures. Of what? Of this life. Look at it. Number one, cares of this life. Number two, riches of this life. Number three, pleasures of this life. Thorns. The seed of the word of God fell upon their hearts. But unfortunately, their heart already has thorns. Do you know what thorns are? Eh? It's not just ordinary wheat. These ones are wheat that has the capacity to do what? To shook and choke the real seed. All of us know wheat, those that are farmers. That before you even planted, they are already there waiting for you. And you will plant, remove the first seed, they will come back. Yes, you have received the word, you have even roots within. 
But there are thorns that are there. To, what is shock? Shock is to hold somebody in his neck and keep holding the person until the person that you shock life out of him. The word has come. But there are three three dimensional thorns that are already established in the heart that are ready to cause this world to die. It will terminate, it will start growing, but at a particular stage, cares of this life. Number one, riches of this life. Number two, pleasures of this life. Number three. Now, the unfortunate thing is that when you look at these three things, they look innocent. Eh? If somebody is worrying and say, what am I going to eat? Does he look like somebody that is committing sin? Is he committing adultery? Somebody who is just worrying, what am I going to, uh, how am I going to uh, uh, do account for my, um, what do you call it again? Higher purchase uh, keke this week. I, I didn't even get up to, up to um, half of the money. And he's worrying and thinking about that. Is he committing sin? He doesn't look like he's committing sin. But that care that looks innocent. How am I going to pay my children's school fees? Legitimate cares of this life. And because of time, I won't talk about today riches of this life. I won't talk about today the pleasures of this life. Let me see how God will help us to look at the first dimensional turn today and we'll pray. Next Sunday we finish it up and trust God to move to the practical ways of being fruitful in this year and from this year forward. You shall be fruitful. Cares of this life. Legitimate cares. Things that look innocent, but you see yourself worrying about it. And as you are worrying about it, you will not be able to use your mind and your heart and your to meditate on the word and give attention to God and to the things of God. Why are people always inconsistent in the things of God? They are always thinking, what am I going to do? You know, Jesus was talking to the disciples about the cares of this life in Matthew chapter 6. From verse 25, he said, do not worry about your life. Take no thought for your life, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Where we die shall we be clotted? He said, isn't life more than food and the body more than clotting? Verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't gather into bands. Yet, your heavenly father does what? Feeds them. Aren't you more, what more than they? Go ahead. Can any of you add a single cubit to his height by worrying? By worrying. You have not paid your school fees as a student or your children have not paid their school fees and you are worried about it. You know, some of you, because of that worry, you will see yourself, even when they are saying there is CLDR and they say God is coming down. You say, let him come down for you people. I cannot, you know, but get my money. I am, I'm shocked. You know, we also use that word. Have you heard the word, I am shocked? I'm shocked up. We even use it. You see yourself, you know, trying to meet the ends meet. And it doesn't look as if you are committing anything. It looks as if you are normal. But these things that you are pursuing, sometimes you see yourself, even on Sunday, you have walked from Monday to Saturday, running for what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. These are the basic needs. And yet Jesus said, why are you worrying? Look at the best of the air. 
They are not worrying about anything. And your, the, your heavenly father is feeding them. He's giving them food. Are you not worth more than they? Then you talk about the lily of the valley. Those of you that are worrying about the cloth. Look at the white flowers. They don't labor. But look at Solomon was not dressed like them. Go ahead. Verse 30. If that is how God clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? You of little faith. Verse 31. So don't worry. Everybody read it together. I want to go. So don't worry. Saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? How do you know that you are worried? When you begin to say, look at what you are saying. Anytime you are talking or somebody is talking, listen to the way he's talking. Worry, you see, let me tell you something. When you want to talk, watch your words. Because your words are powerful. One of the days I'm going to teach us on the power of, of spoken word. Because when you begin to speak it out, you are already arrested by the worry. How am I going to pay my, my, my children's school fees? How am I going to survive in this uh, time? Look at the price of things going up every day. Hey! And you are talking. Excuse me. You are already caught up. This is the care of this life. And it's going to show up any word of God that is coming to you. It will never bear fruit. You will see yourself. How many souls have you won? January has gone. December like that. You even see yourself struggling for your own life. For your own, because the cares of this life will never allow the seed to bring forth fruit. Okay, somebody is sick. Can you heal the person? You cannot. Why don't you hand it over to God? I used to tell my wife sometimes, I said, if you cannot change this situation, why worry about it? Why don't you hand it over to and have your rest? What you cannot do, and there is somebody that can do it. Why can't you say, oh, yeah, do it. Let me have rest. There's no point thinking and worrying about what you cannot change. Have it committed to God. Verse 32 said what? For the idolaters eagerly seek all these things. And your heavenly father does what? Eh. Are, you, are you sure that you know that your heavenly father knows? He knows your trouble. If you know this song, sing it with me. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There is not a friend like the not married, you are 35. Is he aware of that? Eh? Does he know about it? I met a sister where I went to preach in a Ebony um, State some years ago. She just came and said, Sir, I am not sleeping again in the night. I, every night I cry in the morning. I say, why? I said, my age is going and nobody is proposing to me marriage. I say, how many years are you? I think she said 30 something or so. I say, eh? You are not sleeping in the night again. You are crying. Because of what? Okay, why don't you marry? Why don't you marry? You know you cannot make it happen. 
can't you hand it over to God? Let me tell you, anything you are worrying about, it shows that you have not handed it over to God. And because it is a care in your heart, it will always make you unfruitful. It will always make you unfruitful. Even when they say go for evangelism, if there is any single worry in your heart, you will see yourself not bringing souls to the kingdom. Sometimes believers wonder, why do I go for evangelism and I am not bringing souls? Check the worries. Check the worries. Please let me have first... Okay, let's conclude with uh, verse... Um, Everybody read it. It's a common verse. We quote it, but we are, we are not doing it. One to go. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what will happen? All these things we what? Look at such a beautiful promise. You will not obey it. You will choose rather to keep worrying about school fees, about job, about uh, marriage. Sometimes you see yourself asking, hey, of course, the devil will always come to you. The devil will tell you, look at, look at, look at, look at. Your mates have, have gone this. Your mates have done that and all of that. Trying to make you feel, you know, uncomfortable. He said, look at your age. Look at this. Look at that. Sometimes it will enter through the mouth of people. Am I correct? Your mother will call you and say, no, look at Anna. Sit down. Uh, what are you thinking? You are that what now? Eh? And you are not, you know. And they will try to talk worry into your life. And some of us will just carry what they said and begin. Seek first the kingdom. Seek what? Will you obey God or not? Or will you continue to worry about what to eat, what to drink, what to wear? Your sickness, your, pro your trouble, your problem. This is why so many people are committing suicide these days. Are you hearing the level of suicide? Some people, because of this kind of thing, they will enter into all kinds of troubles and problems. In order to, to, to meet their needs by their own self. These things shall be added. Okay, your business is not going the way it's going before. Excuse me, why worry about it? Why don't you hand it over to God? Why don't you trust God? Let's read two scriptures on that and we conclude. Look at... Okay, before we move. Uh, get 34. I think you talked about not worrying about tomorrow. Let's go together. I want to go. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. Have you ever seen a madman de de dead and they say, what killed this madman? They say, it's hunger. Have you heard about it before? Even the mad, they succeed. They eat and they are alive. And you are not mad. And something is telling you that you will die of hunger. Sometimes, of course, when we get to the other two tons, you will notice that they become, they become, things become more serious. When you talk about the, the riches of this life and the pleasures of this life, that's where the matter is more for so many of us. Because the ambition to do this and to achieve this becomes another thorn that will not allow you to make progress with God. What do you call success? What do you call fruitfulness? Is it your own definition? Or Walking in line with God's plan and purpose for your life and achieving it in time. Or comparing yourself with people and feeling that you have not achieved anything. Excuse me, we are not born for the same purpose. We have different lines, different purposes, and you must discover your own and begin to follow God in your own. That is how and, you know, the way you will be fruitful. 
If you keep comparing yourself, the devil will only use that as a tool to bring discouragement, to bring depression, to bring worry and cares, and then makes you unfruitful. And any one of you that has become unfruitful by the cares of this life, today I decree an end in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's read First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Are you there? Okay, if you are not there, look at the board, the, the screen. Want to go? Casting all your care upon him. Why? Tell your neighbor, I have someone that cares for me. If you know this song, sing it with me. I have a father that will never, never fail me. I have a father that will never, never fail me. Jesus is my father. He will never, never fail me. Lord of ages, never, 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 never fail. I have a father that will never, never fail me. I have a father. Never, never fail me. Jesus is my father. He will never, never fail me. never, never. When we are looking for chinere, and I'm speaking with my wife, I said to her, Romans 10, 11, God said, those who put their trust in him shall not be put to shame. Romans 10, 11. Those who put their trust in him. I said to her, I know that I have put my trust in the Lord. And concerning Chinere's matter, I will, we will not be put to shame. We have a faithful God. That is a song, guys, I, I sang so much when I was believing him for Jamba admission in 1999. I was in the village. That song, I have never forgotten it. And anytime I, I sing it, the, I see myself Remembering those old memories. Who has living Bible here? Living Bible. Open to Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Everybody open there. We read it in King James and then living Bible will read it for us. It doesn't fail. Onaya he is faithful. If you put your trust in him, forget about the troubles, the problems, the cares that takes away your heart from him. Put your heart in him. That somebody has been promoted this year or last year does not mean that your own promotion is not coming. He has a time for you. Don't be, begin to feel bad because of another person's promotion. No. He has a time for you. And when your own time comes, as long as you are seeking the kingdom and its righteousness, he will also lift you up. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Okay, let's read from King James. Okay, 
Don't worry about what? Tell your neighbor. Neighbor. God said, I should tell you. Don't worry about what? Talk to him. Talk to him. Don't worry about anything. Anything is anything. Worry is a sin. When God said, don't worry about anything. When you worry about anything, you have disobeyed God. This is not a suggestion. This is not an advice. This is a commandment. Tell your neighbor again, neighbor. God said, I should command you. In Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. This is a cure for cares of this life. Oh, you came back from shop. You didn't sell anything today. Who told you that you didn't sell anything? You know, somebody was saying, I didn't have this. I didn't. A, a young man I prayed for. He said, eh, my wife saw her period again. I said, eh. Ha! There are some men that their wife have not been seeing their period. In fact, they are by their wife's side in the hospital. And the problem is that for months, she has not seen her period and she's not pregnant. And your own wife saw her period. And you are not thanking God. I said, go and thank God. Can you give your wife a child? You can't. It's only God that will do that. Allow God to do it in his own time. Don't worry about anything. You can't receive anything from God by worry. Worry shows you have no faith. But when you put your trust in God, this is what makes people inconsistent. This Sunday you are here. Next Sunday, where is he? Oh, as I was coming... One contract that put because of the cares of what the devil will be telling you if you miss this contract, how are you going to eat tomorrow? You see where he said, Don't worry about what this is the problem. You can never be fruitful unless you have learned to cast your cares. First Peter 5 7 did not say cast your cares, first Peter 5 verse 7 says casting. Because the cares will keep coming. Have you seen these people that are offloading ch- uh, cartons of sugar? Eh? Are you, have you seen them? The, this person will throw this carton. The, I, I, have you seen what I'm talking about? The cares, the devil will throw one care. School fees, bam. What do you do to school fees? You cast. Cast them. He will throw uh, uh, joblessness. What do you do? You cast. You don't allow any of the care to remain. There is somebody that has you know, decided to buy the case. He is the almighty God. He cares for you. Obaruru na neche rowem. Obaruru Living Bible, read for us uh, Philippians 4 6. Living Bible, quickly. 4 6. Yes. Don't worry about anything. Uh-huh. Instead, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, do what? Pray about everything. Instead of worry, why don't you pray? Why don't you hand it over to God and trust God? 
to handle it. Listen. Are you listening? When you finish praying about that marriage you want to marry, and after the marriage you are still worrying about it, you have not prayed. Did you hear me? The day you have prayed is the day you finish praying, and then you will have peace. Somebody say peace. peace. That's the next verse. Jump to the next verse. Verse 7 now. Verse seven. And the peace of God. Look at it. Thank you. Okay. And the peace of God that what? Surpasses every thought. Will guard your heart and mind. We are. If you are still worrying after praying. What you did is not prayer. Go back and pray again. Oh God I need a job. Oh, God, I need this. I need that. My business needs to progress and all that. And you are still worrying. Go back. You have not prayed. Can God provide the money for you miraculously? Can God provide the money for you miraculously? So why worry? Why don't you call upon him? Rise on your feet and pray. Say to God, I, I want to be fruitful. I want to be a fruitful Christian. In this year, 2022, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. I want to take the word serious. I want to take the word of God serious. Look at the things that causes fruitlessness. One is worldly hearts. Natural man does not understand. The things of the spirit. Cares of this life. Worry about what you cannot change. Makes you unfruitful. Makes you inconsistent. And maybe you have not totally surrendered your life to Jesus. The seed will be wasting around your life. When it comes, the bed of the air will take it up. Or you don't have root in yourself. You don't go back to give personal attention to the word of God. Can you make a commitment to give God and his word attention? You are a believer, you don't read your Bible and meditate on it every day. But you eat food every day. For the body that termites will eat up one day. But your soul and your spirit, the real content of your life, you abandon. Our God is faithful. He doesn't fail. Put your trust in him. Cast your cares on him. Casting them as they are coming. Don't ever hold any care. Take over the prayer points one after the other. The next few minutes I will round up. This is a year of unprecedented fruitfulness. And whatever that has become or made anyone unfruitful must be uprooted. You cannot continue.
with the cares of this life. Rushing for this and rushing for that. I must be fruitful. The seed is the word of God. How serious, how committed are you to the word of God? Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your two hands. Father, I pray for the baptism of your spirit in the life of your people concerning this word. That as my own voice will stop speaking physically, the voice of the Holy Ghost will continue until the very purpose of this word will be achieved in the life of your people. Cause us to know that fruitlessness is an offense to you. Cause us to be fruitful in this year and from this year. Winning souls into the kingdom. Making them disciples. Not just singing, dancing, praying. Somebody said, another, uh, another person loved God. And said, what is the evidence? And he said, the person is praying, is singing, is doing this, is doing that. I said, that is not it. When you want to know a man that loves God, what you are going to hear is evangelism, soul winning, making of disciples, souls won. That's how you know those who love God. He said, if you love me, keep my commandment. What is my commandment? Go and make disciples. Where are the disciples you met? Where are the fruits? Where are the souls won? The lasting souls. Where are they? In 2021. And this is the new year. Father, we decree that 20, 2022 shall not be like 2021. We shall be fruitful. We shall seek the kingdom of God. The children among us, the teenagers, the youth, the adults, all of us shall be kingdom seekers. And every other thing shall be added unto us. We shall develop roots in ourselves. We shall take the seed, the word of God, serious. Yes, we shall not be worried about the cares of this life anymore. Our undivided attention and devotion shall be for you. Consistency in being where we are supposed to be. Like here, every Sunday evening, to get the seed. The seed is the word of God. So that we will be able to, you know, nurture it and bring forth fruit. So shall it be unto us. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.